This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! Hey guys, welcome to the third installment of Anatomy of Redemption. Today we're going to be talking all about, well, for starters, we're going to be reviewing some Mars Hill footage mm-hmm. in real time with real responses. It's going to make you cry because it almost makes us cry. I cried. Um, and we're going to talk about what this journey has looked like of losing the church, how it impacted us, and sort of all of the bigger ramifications. Right. It's a good one. It's our continued journey. We hope you tune into it. It's about an hour and a half long, so you're going to break it. it up. Yeah, you're going to like it. So, all right, all right, let's dive in. Bye. So I'm doing this thing during this series where I am going to, I've been like looking up old services that we went to and like people that we knew Mm -hmm. at Mars Hill. And I'm going to share them with Seth in real time to get responses and reactions and just to sort of share Hmm. a little bit of what our experience was like. So this is what we're doing right now. So take a look at a hot I predict predict that I will range in emotions from (laughs) furious blood death furious to oh man that was awesome and uh got me in my feels right that's my prediction here's here's the first one let's see this one doesn't have me in it Mm. but as i was watching it you're i think you're really going to be like wow Mm -hmm. that's just it's almost like trippy okay just take a minute to look at who is in this for just a hot second What? Styles? Was sent on a mission. Did you see who else was in that? No, hold on. Now he makes us saints and sends us out. He does. Justin, Dustin, whatever his name is. Dustin K. All right. So there's there's Kyle. AKA our friend Styles. I thought about him today. Ah, Shalpa. Isn't it just weird? That is. She's playing violin, she's singing. Our friend is on drums. Here he goes. Oh, yeah, I remember that song. So, I just wanted to show you that. Nice. Just thought it was, like, super trippy to see. Sometimes going to church was, like, also going to a concert. It was like going to a party it was like, with it was all like of our friends. All, yeah, it was It was going to... Here, here, here is how it was. It was going to a show, hearing a sermon, and then going and getting food and beers with your friends. It's what... Um, it's basically a show. Mariner said the other day that going to church is like a concert for God. <laughs> I thought that was like the cutest thing. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but okay, like, that was good. Uh, so... What can... like the intro outro this was live on easter yeah 
remember like listening. I remember listening to that, like music like that. And obviously because we are both musicians, like I love music. I played drums literally professionally and toured for a couple of years. And music was so important and like playing the drums and getting into it. And some who, somebody was saying, oh, I was a therapist last night. Like, oh yeah, she's sometimes a musician. Playing music is just like so deep and then you get completely lost. And there, there would be times at shows uh, playing for Emory and also playing at Mars Hill that you, I, I like literally, you, you're not thinking about anything else mm-hmm. except the music and like, the hits and the timing and like okay nail this fill or so oftentimes when you're really into it you don't even think about it and like oh I just played the most amazing thing ever mm-hmm. what just happened it's like the thing. definition of embodied worship yeah like so fully fully absolutely so when I hear that music it takes me back to that mm-hmm. listening to it being in the congregation and also playing it so literally it's the it's the best is being in both worlds right you know what i'm saying right now i want to show you this one just because of again the people like who look who's behind dustin who's that guy remember brandon oh yeah brendan brandon i can't remember his name and all these guys were like phenomenal musicians as well like isn't it alex and it's just so fun to see everybody mm-hmm. um there was another one let's see oh yeah You. In him we will not be shaken. He's got cold chills. Yeah, that's just so cool. I mean, like watching those people play and stuff. And I mean, you're one of those people up there too. It's like, it it really does just take me back to exactly what we were doing. And we played music there for Mm -hmm. almost 10 years. You know what I'm saying? And like playing the music. So say this, say you were in a band and that band was like a, it was your bros, it was your sisters, it was, it was like your, your people, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how it is when you are in a band. You're like, okay, these are my dudes. It's like you go, you're, you're, there's camaraderie there. And not until watching this, I was like, oh, wait a minute. It, 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 it wasn't just a church, which is a huge big deal in itself. It's like, oh, also all the multiple bands that we were in mm-hmm. broke up too. Yeah. So it's like, we're not going to still 
be in a band like, oh, I don't know, you want to go play a gig in Seattle? Uh, yeah. That's not just not going to happen, mostly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So watch this one. This is uh, Church and... Oh, geez. Baptisms? This will get me, man. So this was, this was Easter. Yeah. But it's... um. I'm singing there. Yeah. remember that kid no you don't remember eric <clears throat> oh yeah 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 he was good and kyle i think kyle kyle is playing the drums proper mm -hmm. and eric nordine is playing the toms that they would yeah. sit there remember yeah. he would just go crazy yeah and it was like super fun share those clips put us in the zone mm -hmm. and isn't it just weird yeah i mean it's a huge part of our life that doesn't exist anymore and yeah that is interesting makes me really sad oh yeah i know i mean it's it's a big it's a big deal you know um and i mean not to be negative but literally it's just it just stopped right you know so how can we, I think that really us talking about this is, is really like, um, we never actually processed it. I think we were just like, well, okay, now what? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, we couldn't. There really wasn't, not that we couldn't, but mm -hmm. there wasn't necessarily like a, a thing to process almost. Like there wasn't, like, where do you go to talk about it? Who do you go to talk about it to? Like we didn't have a church. That was where we processed everything. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I found this clip that I thought was super fascinating. Let's see if I can find the right spot. What is your greatest fear at Marshall Church? Mm. Listen to this. Pastor Mark, what is your greatest long-term fear about Mars Hill as it continues to grow? Um, boy, that's a good question. I'm, I'm at the season where I'm super duper encouraged, um, really humbled by what God has done. Um, I guess uh, the things that I'm always worried about or uh, my, I mean, for me, doing something to disqualify myself or discredit the gospel, like that would destroy me. Um, you know, so many people love really giving, not. serving, praying, caring, that a guy in my position can really gum that up pretty easy if he becomes arrogant or you did um, unrepentant or unteachable. Um, yep. So I'm always praying for my own heart, like keep me humble, keep me close to yourself, Lord Jesus, keep me close to Grace, my wife, keep me close to my babies, um, keep me close to our church, um, which quite frankly is one of the reasons I'm visiting the campuses and seeing people, 
I just don't want to be a conference speaker who flies in and talks and flies home. I want to be a pastor and I want to be here and I want to be with our people and I want to be with my family. And so I think staying close to broken people, close to hurting people, still meeting with rape victims and single moms and abuse victims and still being a pastor, it's really, really healthy and helpful for me in this season. Um, I mean, I get to do some cool stuff. I get to fly in and preach to stadiums of 10,000 and, you know, do some really cool things. But at the end of the day, um, I want to be the pastor at Mars Hill. I want to be the husband of grace. I want to be the father of our five kids. And so part of it for me is always checking my own heart. Like, don't get too far from Mars Hill. Don't get too far from home. Don't get too far from grace and the babies. You know, stay connected to where God's heart is and what God's priorities are so that I don't, I have no intention and I haven't done anything, but I'm always scared that I'm going to be the one that screws up what God is doing or gets in the way. Um, hmm. Isn't that interesting? Well, yeah, know, it is. And I was very, I'm like, why isn't that in the documentary? Oh, yeah. Because I just was Googling a bunch of stuff and that came up. Huh. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, not, so I'm not going to try to be super cynical or just like kick Mark in the nuts or something. Um, it's like anybody has the capacity to do that for sure, you know, but it's like with the like fallout and stuff. And if you guys have listened to, what is it? Who killed, the, who, who killed Mars Hill? Is the that rise, it? It was, I thought the it rise was, and fall of Mars Hill or something, something like that. Um, it's like, well, Okay, if you're scared of messing it up and gum it up, like he said, which is exactly what he did, uh, were you were you really that scared or or like because there was that at least from what I've heard, it's like no, not like reconciling or a reconciliation with like people super close to him. Like we have close friends mm -hmm. who are like, yeah, we were besties, you know, with right. Mark and Grace, and then. Now we're excommunicated, literally. Like, like, and then poof, we haven't talked to them in like mm -hmm. six years. And not only, and not only the adults in that, but the kids, their children, we're right. friends with his and Grace's children. Yeah, and yeah. we're literally like excommunicated. And mm -hmm. I just thought it was interesting. I found that clip and was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> Isn't I mean that's, that odd. That's, you know, that's. I also wanted to show you this. Do you remember this? Oh wow! Yeah. It's a support the elders page. And it's a GoFundMe for, for elders at Mars Hill mm -hmm. who left, who quit their jobs because they felt it the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And of course they had no money and there was a GoFundMe and I don't know when this stopped, but it got up to 54 K, which is pretty mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. And it says on August 22nd, a letter to the full council of elders at Mars Hill church from nine current elders called on the church to change the governance and for Mark Driscoll to submit to a restoration plan. They also raise significant questions regarding the veracity of information which has come from the Mars Hill Church Board and of advisors and accountability. And so basically these dudes stood up. So who was it? What were their names? Uh, I just saw it. I don't know. One was Dustin and just a couple. Well, there was a bunch of them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. See. But they so. got, they, you know, oh wait, hold on. Three men so far have determined that they cannot abide by his request and have elected to resign their jobs, elderships, and members at Mars Hill Church. These men are Adam Ramsey, former student ministries pastor, Dustin Kinzer, former Bellevue worship pastor, and Gary Shavey from Bellevue Biblical Living Pastor. Um, it says, we believe that these are only the first and that more will follow. 
likely mm-hmm. more than even the remaining elders from the original nine who signed the letter. And so these people... Oh, wow. Hold on. I didn't know this. So Adam Ramsey was from Australia, and he was here on a work visa, and it literally says, um, Adam Ramsey, due to restrictions imposed by his work visa, is required to leave the country and head back to Australia within 10 days of finishing employment at Mars Hill. Uh, That's crazy. So that is... That's crazy. They they decided to not honor the four weeks notice that he gave them and currently has no plans to provide any financial assistance. Man, that's messed up. That's like. These men love Jesus and love his church by acting in faith according to the conscience they, according to conscience, conscience, they and their families face varying degrees of hardships as they must now figure out what is next for church and work. We'd like to show love and support for them by providing for them financially during this time. Um, and so, yeah, this was a GoFundMe for like the the main. Oh, Mike Wilkerson did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. Like mm-hmm. I saw that and I was like, "Gosh, isn't that weird?" Yeah, just to see their faces and be like, "Oh, I you didn't. screwed these people," because they tried to step in and be, you know, reform stuff. Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting and wanted to get your take on it. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty. It's like having a job providing for your family. And then also it's like intertwined with spirituality and like your relationship with God and stuff. I was talking to somebody yesterday, I believe. And it's like, we have a business together, Mm -hmm. right? We are, we are business partners, co-collaborators on this. And also we sleep in the same bed together and are married and have kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's uh, what, what if I was like, all right, I am not doing this and going to work at McDonald's. You'd be like, what are you doing? Right. Like, well, what is this? Mm -hmm. You know, or if you said, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. Be like, okay, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, and in 10 days you have to leave the country. Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Or in 10 days I'd move back to South Carolina or something. Mm -hmm. Nuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a huge fallout. And of course, we're we're not just talking about like, the fallout from the thousands of people that went there. This is our story of, of growth, of redemption in the church. Again, uh, the church and the people that we knew there, we, we were going to that church in the most difficult time of our life mm-hmm. in marriage, mm-hmm. right? And we had a biblical counselor there who was also a licensed mental health counselor in Washington, just like me, I'm a LMFT. He was an LMHC, but he was a, a counselor. So he went to school, to grad school, and knew his stuff, right? And he walked us through a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have known him had we not gone to the church, had right. we not had support. And, and it's all interesting this stuff. now to think, too, like not only. So I want to back up and say a couple things because I posted about this on TikTok and a bunch of people responded specifically about, like I said, I'm going to talk about this journey and, you know, like our church fell apart and we lost our church community and what that created in our relationship and our marriage and whatever. And a lot of people were like, a lot of people were like, Oh my gosh, same been here, been there, done that. Help Mm -hmm. me figure this out too. Like I'm, I'm following you basically. Like what can I learn with you? But then some people were like, well, isn't it a shame that you didn't just lean on God? This is what happens when people think too much of the church. Mm. And I wanted to like reach to the screen and, punch that person in the face. I'm like, are you an idiot? Like, think about just the fact that the season that we walked through at Mars Hill when we mm-hmm. were with 
Alex Gioni was our therapist at the Bellevue campus. We had, not only was Alex our therapist and that was a part of our, he was a part of our community of healing, but so was everyone we knew at that time. Nick and Allie, Mm -hmm. Kyle and Stephanie. Every single person that we played music with. And there was a lot. Yeah. Alex, Shilpa, Yulia, all of those people were Mm -hmm. like, they knew what we were walking through. They knew our children. They knew our past. They knew our dreams. They knew all the things, all of the inner workings of our life. And for somebody to say on TikTok that, that we were, well, well, you should have just focused on God and not the church. Mm -hmm. So the church here in air quotes, we're literally our friends. So you're, you're, I think it's a, a deep bastardization of mm. this idea that church is somehow a building that is faceless, nameless, and, and that somehow we worshiped a building of the church or right. even Mark Driscoll. That's not what it was. We, we had a community, hundreds of people, literally hundreds of people, because we served at multiple campuses. Like we would, I would lead worship in Renton or up in, you know, at Shoreline or mm. Ballard. Like, I had a community that was across the whole like Seattle area. Um, and these people were, were how God worked through our lives. Right. So not just what does the Bible say and what does, you know, all of that. Right. But it, like, it's like, you know, yeah, it, it's like, um, and sure that person said whatever, and I'm not mad at them because I'm not I, mad. I, I don't, I don't want to be mad at people anymore. I think I've been mad at people for like eight years and I don't want to be that way mm-hmm. anymore or cynical. And it, it would be akin to like having a bunch of your friends, like, like, okay, you threw me a 40th birthday party. Right. And as many of my friends that could be there came. Mm-hmm. Right. And times when we've like gone on vacation with friends or even even like family, like when mm-hmm. we go to Folly Beach with my family and everybody comes down, mm-hmm. or Thanksgiving, like back in the day when we'd go to your uncle's house and there was mm-hmm. everybody there, it would be like, okay, you're in the middle of this huge gathering with people you know, they know your story, you know their story, you help them, they've helped you, you laugh together, you cry together, you go to dinner, you drink some beers, you hang out, you... Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people that we cut their grass for them and did yard work for them when when their kid was in a really rough situation in a hospital and they couldn't. You remember mm-hmm. that? Me right. and my brother, it was a long time ago, but stuff like that. And then you go, presto, literally presto, all those friends that are at your party right now, they're gone. Now you have to orchestrate. I mean, it's not like we fell out with our friends, but mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they live 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. Hey man, how's it going? What are you doing? Dude, super busy. Okay, right. let's grab a coffee. Well, okay, we did once or twice or something like that. Right. But it was obviously very different than going to church on a Sunday mm-hmm. or going to a community group and being like hanging out for two hours. For us, playing music, it was literally hanging out for 12 hours yeah. all day. Nobody hangs out with anybody for 12 hours mm-hmm. on a weekly basis yeah. unless you're married to them yeah. or they came out of your body. Right, and that doesn't even include rehearsals. Yeah, I, I didn't, mean, I didn't it's, even an, think it's of a massive amount of of a relational community investment mm-hmm. that, and this is why I think this is so important to talk about really, really openly. Because having the, that person say, "Well, isn't it sad that you just didn't focus on God?" I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about? That is not how you don't go to a community gathering to worship God as a community and stand alone." 
Yeah. So and go, hold on, let me worship God over here. So it wouldn't be like, okay, in that scenario, like I'm at a, my 40th party and everybody, everybody's there, you know, all my friends, all this stuff. And then everybody leaves. I'm like, well, I'll just be as happy and just read the Bible. <laughs> I'll celebrate my 40th birthday party standing here. That's not how it works. Probably that lady or guy wasn't thinking about it that way. Right. But sometimes we say quick stuff. I, you know, the stupid things that I've said. I to do people know that the I don't stupid know. things that you've said right? to me. And I'm, and I'm not <laughs> interested in being that way right. anymore. So I want to give the lady the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. or just like, well, and I said, hey, I communicated, you don't, enough, you don't have enough information. Yeah. You're making a thing. I communicated whatever. nicely to this person. And I said, I actually said saying that is quite hurtful. I said, we lost our entire community. It's not that we mm. weren't, you know, whatever, but I said, you didn't that. say F U B. No, I don't talk that way. To oh, you should have. <laughs> I could have, but, um, no, but I, I want to really like reiterate why. So, because when we shared this or when I shared it on TikTok, the responses were either, oh my gosh, I feel this. I've, I've been through this too. I want to walk this journey with you. Like, I would love to know how you're healing because I also need to heal. Mm-hmm. Or it was like people with their thumb halfway up their butt saying something without really thinking of how complex human relationships are. So they're just sitting there like this, <laughs> looking at their phone. <laughs> Make their, with sound. their phone. <laughs> Reva's favorite sound. She loves this when we right. Make this so sound. okay, um, you guys, I, I I I feel obligated to kind of bring this around. This we're not just talking. If you made it this far, we are not just talking about. Oh, okay. Seth and Melanie experienced some church hurts. We've Ooh. heard about it. We've heard about it. Freaking go. Okay, it's fine. Whatever. But the the what we shared so far and talked about in episode one and two, well, is this three? Is, yeah. is this three? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is our, our real feelings about it. And we're not just talking about it because we were in a, a big church that got really famous and now it's kind of a hot topic again. We're not saying that. My journey has been, okay, yeah, we're in the church and then it implodes. We lose all this stuff. And literally the complete, utter, walking away, cynical, that organized religion is so stupid. Well, but I will say. Hold on. Okay. I'm saying my perspective, not yours, right? And I just was like, you know what? Whatever. And I I grew up in the church. I knew this stuff. And I was just, I, I quit reading the Bible and it wasn't intentional. Like, okay, you know, this is a dumb book or anything like that, but like not read the Bible for like eight years or maybe six years, prayed sometimes, you know, and then definitely, definitely didn't go to church, tried to go to church. and was like, this is so stupid. And it's not that the, it. it's not that the church was stupid. Right. I, it's so, that we were very, yeah, very hurt. Yeah. So I have to delineate. I didn't hate God. I never stopped believing in God, but my viewpoints changed the most it's ever changed, especially on like Christianity, right? And I'm saying that to say that because after six, seven, eight years, it has come back around. Mm-hmm. It has come back around right. completely full circle. And I talked about this on our friend Stephen Murphy's podcast, which Ooh, is called The Nook. The go, Nook podcast go check it out. with the Stephen Nook, Murphy. N-O-O-K. And I think this episode will air. Stephen's his his like will, my episode. Bestie. Stephen's awesome. I love him. 
And uh, he asked so such good questions. And he was like, so who is Jesus to you? Kind of thing. And I like pause forever. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm really, really thinking about it. And not, not in a way like, whoa, I don't know. I hope I get this right. right. It's like literally, who is that right. for me? Kind of thing. So we're saying this, went to church, did a ton of stuff. It was great. It helped us out a million. It imploded. And I probably put too much stock in a man who that who I thought was charismatic. Well, he was charismatic, powerful, smart, insightful, witty, and just strong. Like, yeah, listen, yep. He he's got he the way that he presents stuff is the right way, right? Mm-hmm. And then all that implodes, and I'm like, that's try not to cuss anymore, maybe in like 2023 kind of thing, but it's still 2022 time of recording. So, Oh, hold on. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Hold on. I, Chloe's here. Okay. Okay. So we had to get our kid who just came home, spent the night somewhere, but I was talking about Mark and how I, as a dude, looked up to him. He was, we were very similar in age and like, the place that he spoke of was with authority, was with charisma, powerful, and oh, guess what? Thousands of other guys, just like me, husbands and dads were like, oh yeah, I got to get my stuff together and right. be like this. So like one thing that Mark did was like, hey, take off your stupid sweatpants, go get a job mm-hmm. and do right. Right. He was essentially like a father figure, like a, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, we were similar in age. So what it was, it almost like think of like older brother. Yeah. Yeah. An older brother. I think I'm older than him, but it was it like was, a male figure saying, I see potential in you. You can be awesome. Get your stuff together. And he was leading, right? So there's yeah. a thing about leadership that other guys and women too, but I'm just speaking from a guy, dude. Perspective. Just kidding. Yeah. Right. Just kidding. Cut, uh, cut out that. PC crap. I am through with that, by the Enough. way. Enough. You just said a minute ago you didn't want to be mad at everybody, but now your hands in the air. I can have, uh, I can be done with stuff. It's stupid. Sound like your mom, like, I am done with that. I'm just done. There's no more checkers at Walmart. They, I'm not, I'm, I'm uh, not going. No, what does she say? I'm done. No, what does she literally say about We Willis gas station? Uh, it was a funny, funny term. No, they're opportunists, but also I'm not trading there anymore. Oh. <laughs> like you're, she's not trading. It's not. It's we're not in the like, 1850s. Yeah, like you know, and I'm 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 trading like a, a beaver a, skin, a raccoon skin salt. for like you know salt or. <laughs> I'm not trading there no more. I don't trade with him no more. Oh my goodness. Ah! Anyway, uh, way to bring levity to like a kind of a, a good. No, it's it's good. So anyway, what I was saying. Uh, was like dudes look to other dudes for inspiration because there's always someone doing better than us and there's always someone doing worse for us, doing worse than us. And if we have a growth mindset, we aspire to be like, whoa, I want to be, I want to not, not like be because I have my own identity, but I want to aspire to like improve, like think about Ed Milet or yeah. Andy Frisella or other guys are like, mm-hmm. whoa, they're kicking complete ass. Yes. And he was, in my mind, one of those guys. Right. Right. But honestly, who the hell knows what was going on? Like the stuff that I've heard, like after the fact right. from like reputable sources, friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that is like, 
yeah, stuff was messed up, right? So that that is, and I'm so what I'm saying this is is like I looked up to uh, Mark, mm-hmm. right? In a way, not like oh, I want to be like him, admire. It's like whoa, that's inspiring. That's calling me to be a better man, mm-hmm. which is good, right? We right. all want to do that, and that gave me the jazz and like was in, inspirational, which was fine. And then when it all fell apart, it was like, wait, what? I mean, it kind of was like a, again, he's not a freaking father figure, but it was like, bro, I, I really Sorry trusted. Sorry to offend you. What? <laughs> he's not a freaking father figure. <laughs> oh. I didn't mean to offend you. No, that didn't offend me. But what I was saying was, it was, it, it's like. When it all fell apart, dude, you were like, bro, I, what? I, I trusted you. Like, I thought you had all your stuff together. I, what? It's like, oh, what scene is it from? Oh, Robert the Bruce. Yes. I, what does he say? I saw it in his face. Oh, what does like, he say? Like in, in Bravehearts, when, when uh, Braveheart, William Wallace gets betrayed by Robert the Bruce. Him. Like he looks at him and just goes. He figured it out that it was Robert the Bruce. He took his helmet off. Oh, it and was it's like that, the like most so, gut wrenching scene so ever. So powerful, like <sighs> what? And then he what? gives up. Yeah, and then he gave up. Yeah, oh, so sad. So sad. But I didn't give up. I turned cynical and like just not it, it uh, turned away. Right. So part of this AOR anatomy of redemption is setting the stage for how important community was for us. God, obviously church serving, being a part of friendship with other dudes, with other ladies, our friends had friends there. It was, it was a, a, it was a very big part of our life. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that went away, but anatomy of redemption, geez, freaking took six years, six, seven, eight years. And this all like kind of culminated. I mean, anatomy of redemption was your idea, but my process and experience literally just over the last two months Mm -hmm. kicked this off. You you know what I'm saying? Would you agree with that? It's all about you, Seth. No, I'm not saying. Zesty. That's (laughs) Seth's new nickname. Callie gave it to him and it's delightful. Zesty. Zesty. Um, like yeah, it. no, a so, lot of this is the, this, this whole thing is, um, it's like a journey of processing all that we've walked through and really giving it the time, uh, and allowing it to be as complicated as it is. Because mm-hmm. I think when people hear the word church hurt, or they think of Mars Hill, they, they don't really see the vastness of the community that we had and mm-hmm. why, when we, when we lost that, why it could seem like we could quote, lose our faith which I never did, but, mm. and I never deconstructed. So I, I want to say that there's some elements of the word deconstruction that I've never liked. Um, but on this whole journey, there's, there's just so many facets of it that I find absolutely astonishing and amazing and spirit-filled and wonderful. Mm. Um, and we wanted to be able to kind of draw it out and dissect it, right? That's why it's anatomy of, it's the the makeup of redemption the structure because we are sharing now how are we weaving um faith and jesus and biblical concepts back into our marriage how is that working and where is it challenging and mm-hmm. and why why is it challenging right and so i i don't, I don't what were you going to say something so well I, I i just wanted 
really give the context because I think I was talking to Steven on the Nook podcast about like, oh, wait a minute. Me and Melanie talk about every single thing in our life, in our parenting, in our, in our, Melanie and I talk about everything. We also talk about grammar, (laughs) a freaking parently. Uh, (laughs) Keep on. We talk about everything. We, we talk about everything and have some experience so we can speak some wisdom into that. What? A freaking parently. I just got, (laughs) I just thought of it and then made me laugh again. That is funny. And in, in this, I, I want to be as transparent as possible and like, okay, the church and God was a huge part of our life, and then all this stuff happened, and I was like, and this, this actually has implications on other stuff that we talked about. We just wrapped up Foovember, and if, if you have, like, it's so weird. According to your attachment style, your attachment style just isn't with, like, your wife or your kids or yourself or your spouse or whatever. It is also with other important people. Trust me. I have clients who, again, I've talked about personality disorders, narcissistic personality disorder, which gets thrown out way too much. And just because your boyfriend hurt your feelings does not mean he's a freaking narcissist. So get over it, Karen. It's you so stupid. You just got mad. You said you weren't going to get mad in 2023. It's 2022. <laughs> We're filming this in 2022. Okay? Do what I want, Karen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not a Karen. But anyway, what was I saying to that? Uh, before, before you made me upset. No, I'm just kidding. You didn't. Um, Narcissist. Uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, bipolar disorder, a lot of borderline personality disorder, and a lot of narcissist. And going back to attachment style, it's like all this stuff. I really lost my train of thought. You were talking about this. So sorry. Attachment. I don't even. I don't even how know how attachment fit in. So attachment. Think about like avoidant attachment, anxious attachment. What does that have to do with the church? It has to do with so avoidant and anxious attachment is like okay, I get close, I trust you. Oh, you hurt me. Done. Okay. Done. So you, you're saying, saying? That that's a part of. So so that was a part of my process in this. I was like, oh. You messed up, and again, I'm not saying this is right. By this is you what mean, happened. You mean the church? I mean, you mean Mars by, Hill by Driscoll. Okay, that's who I mean. It's okay. not like the church. Oh, so you, what you are trying to communicate is that you have that of you have that attachment style where you, if the, you wrong me, that's my line in the sand. F you, you're out. Yes, and I, so that that um, relational attachment style overlaid onto a church relationship, right? And that, and which is a very deep. Obvious spiritual relationship, right? Super vulnerable. But again, for you goofballs out there, oh well, you know, God, blah blah blah. Um, put so much I'm not saying that this was right. This was the process. So, right. I don't know. You're gonna argue about my past? Okay, fine. Right. You'll you're that's a, an argument of one. So you can go and <laughs> hang out, right? So that was the stance that I took of like. Oh, okay. F that. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. If I was cussing, you know what I would say. F that. Forget it. And then begin a more deconstruction of like, wait a minute, there's so many world religions and I've been in Indian country forever and how can this be this and this and this? Which I have a very curious, inquisitive mind in the first place. Like I like to unlearn stupid stuff that doesn't make any sense anymore to fit the paradigm of the current context. You know what I'm saying? You like to get blurry. You're in the blurry verse. 
I don't Hashtag know. Hashtag blurry creatures. You don't Keep want on. me to listen to blurry verse. I, I will do. get like even more. <gasps> um, yeah, I. Cryptids. Hold on. I'm not done. <laughs> okay. And that, that was my process again. Not correct. It just was right. So six, seven, eight years going away, you know, growing up in my church. Oh, he's backslidden. He's fallen off. The devil's got him kind of thing. And literally, it's not like I was like sniffing cokes off of sniffing cokes. <laughs> like bottles of coke. Doing lines off a prostitute. I wasn't doing that. You know, I wasn't thinking, oh, and I'm not like messing with Ouija boards and all this stuff or craziness and stuff like that. But I was like super cynical. And my friend Paul knows this. Like him and I, if we get on a tirade, we can be like, yeah, that is lame. That is the worst. That is so stupid. Blah, I hate everything kind of thing. And that's not like You're that. like our sons. Well, maybe. This dumb mom. You came into the skate park for the fifth day in a row. <laughs> right? So anyway, I can get on that really easily. So I want to pay attention to that. And I, I, I really was just cynical of stuff of like, okay, yeah, the Bible, sure, it's great. So is every other wisdom book, you know, and got really deep into self-help stuff and like, man, um, a lot of stuff, right? Abraham Hicks. Yeah, honestly. I that that's funny. Um, Seth Speaks. Ooh, I, was, yeah. I was scared to read Ugh. that one. I'm not going to read that I don't one. like that. But anyway, um, got really, really far away from it. And part of this is like redemption kind of thing. And it's a process. And this has only happened right. in the last two months. And there was, have been so many crazy like interventions straight from God of like, that was not a coincidence. That was a, hey, Seth, I'm still here. This is it. And uh, I talk a little bit about this on uh, Dad Up podcast, which mm. we were just on. So go check out Coach Brian Ward and Dad Up podcast. And we talk he's about this. He's my second bestie. He's, yeah, he's cool. And um, like I got super choked up on that one because it was just like powerful. And it, 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 it has been like I have experienced God in a complete different way. Now, I grew up in the South, the Bible Belt Church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, on Wednesday. You I know, thought you were going to say steroids. No, <laughs> Not well, it, was, it was church on steroids, right? <laughs> and I, we didn't do that all the time, but it's like culturally you went to church. You were falling out in Praise Cathedral. Yeah. With Pastor I mean, I Bobby. Charismatic Church of God, you know, like 10 speed dancing down the thing and like people slain in the spirit and all this stuff. So I just Shouting thought it was tongues. like, man, it's just so whatever. But it, it is not that way now. And I feel like it, it's just so, I don't feel, I, I experience it different. And I'm like, whoa, this, this is, I mean, it, it, it gets me emotional when I really, really think about it because I think about, I'm a dad, right? I'm a dad. We have two boys and a daughter. And um, obviously, if you have children and you love them and you're normal, you'd be like, <laughs> you will do anything, anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, I will dig ditches and then go work third shift at McDonald's if I have to for the kids, right? And anything else. And so... <clears throat> God like showed up in my life in the last two months. And I have to say this because also, and I told you this, it's like God told me, well, not audibly, but it was like, I didn't put that. And I was telling Stephen this, mm -hmm. I didn't put this thought in my mind. And this has been happening a couple of times. I didn't put this thought in my mind. God did. And it was there. And it was like, hey, Seth, my words, not yours. Mm. I'm like, snap. 
Oh, snap. Does God cuss? Because I hope so. Oh, Joyce Meyer <laughs> talks about that, and it's so funny. Yeah. Like, it's all mad because someone said that to her once at a store. I does, think God cusses. She's like, God does not cuss. It's <laughs> really funny. Like, in a I'm funny just way. Kidding. I don't think God cusses. But anyway, um, what was I saying? And so going back to, like, having kids, I experienced, like, a literal clear... Not walking away. I didn't renounce anything in like some weird, you know, goofy Facebook post or something. Well, you know? let me, can I comment on that though? Because I want to really clarify something. There is, a, uh, okay, let me say this this way. I think that evil, the devil, whatever it is, is sneaky AF. Mm. You should re- read Screwtape Letters if you haven't by C.S. Lewis. It's amazing. I just reread it. Charles Seth Lewis. <laughs> Charles Zesty Lewis. Um, But the reason that I'm bringing that up is that it's not like having um, questions about God or faith or religion looks like one thing. Mm -hmm. And just because the word deconstruction was created and people can say it doesn't mean that that's what everybody was doing Um, or that that's what we were doing Mm -hmm. or whatever. Unless you said, you know what? I am deconstructing. I am going to sit down, look at all the doctrine that I've learned look at what the religious, whatever it is, and I'm going to take it apart and I'm going to look at it and, you know, assess and whatever, unless that's what you did and that's what you set out to do, then you weren't deconstructing because I was never deconstructing either. I was, I was in a way, what I feel like I was doing was going like, Hey, this thing I thought was going to work out really well, didn't. And so I guess that means maybe it's not as like solid as it should be. Or it's not as good, or maybe it's not even right, or I don't really know. So it was this like kind of like limbo state, and I believe that that's when evil is like mm-hmm. perfect. Like I'm doing, I'm I'm well, ready to like put some weird seeds in this lady's head, and right. I'm ready to like let her be friends with people who are witches and see how fun she thinks witchcraft is, and does she like crystals? And now I'm not saying that all of those things are bad. I'm not saying <laughs> that crystals here, have power. Here, here, okay. But I want to I want to also back you up and caveat that. Right now, I don't care what you do, not you, people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I man. What's that have to do with what I just said? Because I I I I feel very reticent often to be like, ooh, okay, well, here's my experience, but I'm not saying that you have to or this or that and don't think weird because everybody is so stupid out here in Seattle. No, it's for hard. One. Everyone. And so it's like, I, I feel like I have to caveat everything. Right. And I, if I have to, fine, I don't care. But like we have a zillion of non-Christian friends. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm still awesome friends with you. Right. Let's do everything. Right. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> but I. Yeah. Just like, oh my gosh, okay. Listen, if you were, okay. Hey, hold on. No, Let me finish no, this. Let fine. me finish this. Just like if I was like, hey guys, trust me on this one. You're going to say exactly what I was going to say. What? No, you say it. Something, I don't know. I found something freaky and it works. What? Oh. Or, or, or um, <laughs> hey, I am a. Uh, Furry. Okay. Oh, no, no. Um, okay, so I like the band Amon Marth, right? Saw him a couple of weeks ago. Sick. Got your picture taken. I got my picture. We could we should, we should throw it up on the screen. <laughs> and um, uh, when so uh, and I watched the show Vikings and all that stuff, you know, like historical fiction and all this. And there are people who are like, yes, I'm like an Odinist, 
or a oh, yeah. or a Zeusist or whatever. That's not what they're called. But Zeus. Uh, <laughs> if if I was to be like, well, I mean, my preference is Zeus, so I don't know. People would be like, okay, cool. Yeah, hey, here wh- they would for what, sure. Whatever. Hey, oh, tell, tell me. me about your tell Norse about gods. <laughs> so there is no reason that I can't be like, oh, God and Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it works. Right. It works for me. So you see what I'm saying? So I, I don't, I can't live in that dichotomy anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, because I, yeah. I have forever. So I don't want to give caveats or anything, but I still feel compelled to that. Um, but it's like, what else was I going to say? Oh, and part of this whole thing that's happened in the last two months, I don't know if you guys know it or not. I'm sure you've probably been able to tell on the show or the things that we talk about. The last eight months have like not worked. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I believe because mm-hmm. it was me just trying to white knuckle mm-hmm. everything. You know what I'm saying? Like just white knuckle, like, okay, we can do this work. And it's like, too much stress, too much anxiety, and not just like, bro, chill the F out. I got you. And this is God saying, chill the F out. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. Things are okay. Trust me. Glorify me. Lean on me. All this stuff. For years, I was like, uh, lame. No way. I hate Christians and everything Christianese. Everything is so stupid and lame. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, it wasn't working. You know, there was like uh, a lot of questions like, is this working? Right. Should I just go back to like a normal job and like, okay, we just be normal people? Um, well, yeah, we are just, normal people. Well, normal, but way. like, oh, a nine to five and you stay home? Okay. And we don't do anything else. We go to, I don't know. Stop pursuing our dreams is what you mean. Exactamundo, right? So. Which are God given. Are God given, right. And like, which again is another sneaky freaking thing of the devil. Hmm. Like, yeah, you're right. Just don't follow God because he's weird and bad and everyone in the church will hurt you. Right. And then, oh, all of a sudden it just seems like everything is harder. Well, of course it, it's it harder. It literally was harder. Of course it's harder. So don't chase the dreams that are inside of your heart. Like mm-hmm. don't help the people that you want to help. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that. It's too hard. Do you think we would have been happier had we decided to not do this work? No. What are you laughing at? You were supposed to say resounding. No. Oh. You were supposed to go, go, no. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, it's much more of a subtle no. Like, no, absolutely not. That's subtle. Are you bonkers? Well, and I I want to also say, too, that I think people do get confused when they listen to us talk about things like even our marriage. uh, We share our marriage journey, our faith journey, parenting, whatever. We are not coming from a place of this is how you are supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. That is not our mission and never was. Our goal is to say, man, this is really messy. It's really hard. We've also messed up. See how we messed up? Mm -hmm. And this is what we did to fix it. And this is what some other people did. And this guy knows a thing or two about you know, marriage or whatever, and we bring people in to share, we're sharing the journey, not the tied on it bow of a complete process. And right. that's the difference. That's why when people and, write to us and say things that weird about, about how we are or what we are or whatever, and it's like, you don't understand. We're sharing the process with you. The process and like, okay, 
behind the camera over there are a bunch of books that I've, there's some are therapy books, others like, you know, David Goggins and stuff like that. And do we not talk about like, Hey, check out this book. Mm -hmm. Like can't hurt me. David Goggins. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Let me read a chapter from this. This blew my mind and it's crazy. Oh, and guess what? And I went and ran a marathon mm -hmm. from that or mm -hmm. improved my marriage with you. Or like I was a way better dad. Why the hell would I not be like, Hey, God freaking moved in my life mm -hmm. and I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't even want it to happen. I've cried tears of like fear and like anxiety of like, what does this mean? And it was so important. You think I'm not going to share that? Right. Why in the world would I like be able to share a book or a quote from right. whoever, from Gabby Bernstein or so-and-so, and I can't even talk about like, hey, I'm reading the Bible every freaking morning now, and it's like the first time. Right. You right. See what I'm, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, oh, and guess what? And I'm leaving the Bible open so our kids are seeing it, mm -hmm. praying every day with Melanie, and we're going to church again. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's it's it's helpful. Oh, and guess what? David Goggins has a new book coming out. And I'm going to read it and talk about it in one month from now. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that- so mad. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so we recently, a few, a few weeks back, a few months back, we interviewed, um, uh, Matthew Frey. He has a book called, this is how your marriage ends. And one of the, when don't we don't read it unless you want to grow. Yeah. But one of the things that he said, and he is not that I am aware of, I don't think he's religious, um, at all. I don't think, but he, he said is. in he's that Catholic. interview, okay, then we should be friends. Uh, anyway, he said in the interview when he works with couples, and this is actually part of why we wanted to do this whole series is that for a while we did coaching without faith in it because we didn't want to offend people, right? We live in the Pacific Northwest. It's offensive if you even like are do anything normal here. I'm moving. <laughs> but I'm moving, um, by the way. But listen, Matthew Frey said the success rate of couples who put God first in their marriage. Now, not who go to church, because that's a different thing. Sinners can fill seats in the church as well. But that's that's a silly thing to say. I just kinda like it. Uh, but he was saying that couples who put God first in their marriage succeed. He said they, they almost never get divorced. because Why have, is that? I'm, so yeah, okay. check it out. Okay. It is part of what we're talking about in high-performance marriage coaching, a shared vision, something that is outside of you, mm -hmm. that is bigger than you, yep. when all the stupid stuff is going down at 1130 at night and you're on your 18th argument, what are you going to point to? What is it? Mm -hmm. For us, it's like... Okay, God. Right. It's a higher right? calling. It calls us to be better, love love more deeply, be set less self-centered. And without that, we found and our, you know, couples we work with find without that higher calling, you just are serving your selfish, petty little piece of crap self, and it's never satisfied. You cannot it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, your skeletons by the moonlight, and nothing can slake your thirst. Or no, lust. nor, yeah, it was it lust. You eat an apple and it falls through your skeletal bones. You simply cannot be satisfied without, is, man cannot live on bread alone, but by the word of God. Hey guys, we hope that you are absolutely loving Anatomy of Redemption. And we thought it would be helpful to share some tools that are free for you if you want to bring prayer back into your marriage or you've never had it there before. Um, and basically we made a resource for you guys that we wish we had had when we were walking through all of this stuff. So if you go to anatomyofus.com forward slash prayer, 
you can get a free PDF download and watch a quick video of how to do it. And again, we're just sharing this because it's something that we wish we had had as we've been walking through this journey. Mm -hmm. So go to anatomyofus.com forward slash prayer to get this resource to increase your prayer life, to give you a head start. Again, it's it's what we wish we had when we were going through all this stuff and we know that it will be helpful for you. All right, enjoy and back to the show. Bye. Um, but that is like a huge part of our journey that we're currently walking through. And again, figuring out how to navigate it from not only just the like church hurt and trauma of losing our communities. That, that is a traumatic event. Sounds silly to say that, but it is to lose all of your friends. How about this? In the blink if you of don't think eye, it's real. Take move, away your community. <laughs> move to the middle of Nebraska right now. What if someone listening lives in the middle of Nebraska right now? Then move to Kansas. And go, okay, set up shop here. Seriously. I'm aware. Like most people don't move. We're talking about moving, right? Are we talking about moving to Vermont where we know zero people? No. Or have zero family? Or is it close to anything? We're talking about moving somewhere else where we know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it is closer to family. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So like put it in that context and go, oh, well, okay, just move to Manitoba, Canada in the middle of the forest and oh, we'll just like read the Bible. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that, but that's not going to like, you know, it's going to be a boring coffee date if it's just you and the Bible. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, So I do. And I do, I just want to like really reiterate that we're sharing what the journey looks like for us, how messy it has been Uh, Because a lot of people don't share this stuff. Joel Osteen sure isn't going to tell us about the time that his church fell apart and he was struggling. He's just going to tell you to smile. Are you throwing shade right now? I'm not throwing shade, but Joel Osteen doesn't talk about that stuff. Um, Joyce Meyer does. Everybody should listen to Joyce Meyer. She got two tattoos. She got (laughs) tattoos in her 70s. Oh, boy. She is the best. Okay. Anyway. uh, I do want to say... That uh, there's a lot of that we want to share about what the season just after the church falling apart looked like. I think that's really important to highlight and how it, and and to highlight how our faith walk disintegrated without us seeing it and knowing it and understanding it. Should that be in another episode? Let's talk about it long. just a little bit right now, <clears throat> and then we will um, we'll Pick go back up. Yeah, because so I want to talk about like just kind of highlight real, like what some of the things that were really challenging that you didn't think would be challenging. And you can see now from a perspective of like coming back to Jesus and coming back to faith in a, I mean, being like rekindling that energy for you. Okay. Maybe I'll kind of not talk about what you're talking about, but there were years. Like I, I still look to the outdoors for like the natural order of thing, as you've talked about, talked about the divine order of love, right? Oh, well, of course, who created all that? God did in a way that maybe we don't fully understand, but I believe God created it 100%. Right? Of course, we don't fully understand it, silly. There's no maybe. Keep on. Uh, I don't understand your judgment right now. I didn't judge you. Nice try. We don't fully anyway, understand it. Anyway, there were times where I still felt and was, in my opinion, very, very, very close to God, like in the woods or like observing the natural order of things or meditation or sitting in a cold ass river or 
whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, forget God, I'm an atheist or agnostic or, or whatever, right? But, so all, all the goodness of that, which I still believe is good, like became even way better and helped me to understand the God of the universe even more through like, like, like the prodigal son story. Like, I don't know if I got, even got to finish the story, but I was talking about kids mm-hmm. and being a father to boys and having God as the father figure and me being a man mm-hmm. was like, boom. Like if Mariner, and I told Steven this, if Mariner or tough was like, peace out, dad, whatever. Like a moody teen, right? <laughs> But if they were like in their 20s or 30s or something like that, and they just said, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Everything you've told me, I kind of don't believe this is stupid. I'm super cynical, and I don't even talk to them for a long time, Mm -hmm. right? If they did that, and they say, and came back on our doorstep in a dramatic moment, (laughs) it's raining, you know, and he's soaking wet, and he's crying, and all this stuff, and says, Dad, I am so sorry. I was wrong. Please. Can I come in? Mm-hmm. Can you take me back? What do you even think? I'd be like, cash out the 401k. We're doing everything. You know what I'm saying? But to- we're not. We're That's uh, exaggerated. We're not cashing out our 401k. If you think that I'm dramatic, <laughs> you have a lot coming. You, you don't even know me. Drama school. You don't even know me, Mel. Here's your Academy Award. Uh. But yeah, no, no. Oh, geez. That's too. Thank you. Thank you. That's for. What do you think I would do? Bring them back mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. And not even ask a bunch of questions. Hey, what'd you do this whole time? Don't you know you were the worst? <laughs> no. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that like hit me like it had never hit me before. Growing up in the church, understanding grace, understanding that story. And then like that layered with all the other stuff that I'd still felt close to God with was just like, Ratatouille. <laughs> lightning You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I wanted to say that. Awesome. I appreciate that. And ending it that way puts me on the hook to know how to transition out of saying I wanted to say it like that. I'm giving you practice for when we're on bigger shows. Okay. Um, I think for me, some of the things that happened following, following like not having a church community mm-hmm. and walking through that season, it was like, you're just looking for something, right? We're mm. just naturally looking for like, well, what, what is meaning and well, whatever. And then all of that is influenced by who you're around. And if you don't have a church body to be around, mm-hmm. you're around anything, right? So I go to Pilates. Well, there's some lady practicing. Then your best friends know. with Katie Crystal over here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, Katie Crystal, Pamela Pilates. Or Wendy Ouija board. (laughs) (laughs) This is really great. I like where this is going. Um, But really, it's interesting because um, this is going to feel like a twist here for a minute. But Jordan. Winona. Winona Ouija. Um, But Jordan Peterson talks about the idea that society and culture is meant to help us stay in balance. So it's like there are checks and balances within the structure of being in relationship with people like co-workers, mm-hmm. um, people at your church, people at your office, whatever that looks like, teachers, students, mm-hmm. whatever. They help us stay centered. They help show us 
hey, what you just did, and, and this is not even in a, like a church context, this is just a regular human context. Like if, if one of our kids acts a little bit weird and then 10 people like kind of give them a side eye, mm-hmm. that is how society helps people see, hey, that was out of bounds. Right. That was out of bounds. It, dogs do it similarly, but they bite each other. Mm-hmm. They literally nip at each other when they do something that like, hey, I don't want you to do this. And they nip at each other to bring a course correction. Remember all the times that we've seen elk in our backyard? And, oh, yeah. And, and, and like the, cow, a, the cow elk are apparently really mean. There's a dominant so like funny. female elk. It's so funny And they like watch. raise up on their feet and slap each other like, yeah. they're, like they're boxing like a kangaroo, mm-hmm. you know, and like zip, you know, nip after them and right. stuff like and that. And they're literally keeping one another in check. So it happens in nature. We are all, humans are nature. So it happens with humans relationally in the social world. But it also is what is so important about the church as a, a gathering place is that the church helps you see. So let's put in that context. Let's say I bring a Ouija board to church one day and maybe my friend says, hey, I know they sell those at Target and that sounds funny and a child's toy company makes them, which makes absolutely no sense to me. But I know that like uh, Hasbro made that Ouija board and it was $17 at Target, Mm. but that actually might not be good for you. Right. And just that tiny bit of someone else's opinion who loves me and cares for me and cares for God and wants the best for me, that helps me stay away from things that could be harmful to me. Do you know, I think you do, but our listeners don't. Do you know that my mom told me a story when she was a teenager? She asked a Ouija board what the name of her husband was going to be. And what do you think it said? It did not. Yep. <gasps> it it said me. his name. It said his name. Oh, ew. Um, one time when I was in high school, a friend of mine was doing, like they were all doing the Ouija board stuff. And she was like yelling at this crazy thing called Hex. Mm-hmm. And like, they were like, art, like yelling. It was so weird. And I remember being like, I didn't know how Ouija boards worked. So I didn't really know what I was watching, but mm-hmm. it was like doing all the Ouija things. It's and I was like, side. what is happening? And why is why, like, and I didn't, you know, hex was what it spelled that said it was, you know? And so I uh, was all of that to say. This stuff is scary. Right. That in that time, but, but just a few months ago, I didn't think that stuff was scary. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love a spooked podcast and lore and I'm trying to think of what other ones were like anything witchy. I would talk about it. You have a freaking bag that I'm going to throw away. Oh, it's right there. I'm I'm going to throw it away. Actually, that's why it's out. I was going to burn it. You know, what's funny is that my, maybe I will, my hand thing fell and broke. That was super weird. Cause I asked God to show me things that I didn't notice. Cause I feel like I have lost. What? I did. And it fell and broke. No. Yeah. Like my, my, what is it called? Palm reading hand? A mesa tray. Thing. Tough got it for me, I think. Oh, no. That's in... Um, I don't know what that is. That's o- Ojibwe language. Um, but anyway, that was really weird. Because no, it that's... literally fell out of nowhere and broke onto the floor. Quit with the whatever you're saying. It's not weird. No, I mean, it was powerful. But all of that to say, when you lose the community of people who, number one, know you so well that they will know the things that could be appealing to you, but harmful to you. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're in a community and you've been in a community for a decade and they know, Hey, you have struggled with alcoholism in the past. And if they're at a party with you, they'll be able to help you. That's a part of the divine order of love. I believe that's how we're wired as humans. Mm. We can see, Oh, I can see what you can't see. I can Mm -hmm. see that this person, like maybe this new friend is going to be too tempting for you. Right. So I'm going to step in as a, as a loving, 
caring brother or sister in Christ to help you not do that thing Mm -hmm. that I can see, but you can't see. And when we lose that community, which we did, we lost all of these little like points of light in our life Mm -hmm. that could help keep us centered. We lost them. Like they were, there was no way that we could have recreated that world again because it was spread so far. I want to rebuild a community that is like that. So here's something that I thought about when you were talking. Like sometimes in the community groups we're in, you know, like I'm going to make fun of Christianese now. It's like, oh, hell's your walk, bro. You know, or stuff like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Just like, don't be stupid with me kind of thing. I want to be in a community of like, hey, man, you're telling me that you used to struggle with that? Literally, how's it going? Don't F around with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And especially that's what men need. Hello, badasshusband.com. And women need that too. Once you open yourself up to other like-minded people who who are going directions that you want to go. It's mm-hmm. like this. I don't know how to get to Florida from Seattle. I do. <laughs> but if I didn't, and there's a group of people, hey, Seattle to California, we're going over here. Seattle to Texas, we're going here. Seattle to Florida, we're going here. What group am I going to join? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, they they maybe some people have have gone that route before. They're going to know, okay, there's protection in numbers kind of thing. We're all like-minded. We want to try to get to Florida Mm -hmm. fast as we can or whatnot. I'm going to go join with them, right? Mm -hmm. So find a group of people who have your best interest in mind. And for some people who have wounds and stuff like that, that's fine, right? We all have those. It's like trust issues, stuff like that. It's like, well, I don't want to be, you know, like, you know, tell all my stuff here. But like the conversations that we have in the Badass Husband Mastermind group is like, yeah. People go there and they go, I that happened to me two years ago. That happened. I'm going through that thing right, right now. now yeah. Let's talk about it. And then we kind of wrap around people and go, okay, let's get on a right. call. You know. And you I know, know the women do that stuff too. Right. You know what's interesting? And uh, take it or leave it. But Reva and I modeled this after who's Reva? Communities, community group, a I church. Know, just kidding. You know. Oh yeah. We actually said this is the closest thing to like a community group that we can think of. And this is the model that we want. Like Mm. we want it to feel like these are the people who they're those points of light that can help you to keep you centered. They're, they're checks and balances and you are for them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when we lost that, we lost the community who knew us well enough to see where we are weak. It was just gone. So any new friend I made, at New Community Church, and there has been, I have many new friends there and they're hilarious and awesome. They don't know me very well and I don't know them very well. So I don't know the things that might even cause them to, ha- to struggle or I don't know how to safeguard them because we haven't walked together long enough to know that mm-hmm. and vice versa. They don't know the things that might make me, uh, you know, they don't like, like the fact that I've said this a billion times. I love, um, what is it? Like religious uh, ancient religious iconography. Basically, it's just because it's Indiana Jones. Doy, doy, doy all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't know that religious iconography had actual like meanings that I was unaware of. Like some of it is like the stuff on our dollar bills, like pyramids and eyes. Like those things are not neutral. That's Illuminati. I know. But there's a lot of that in uh, Catholic religious iconography. What do the kids say? Illuminati confirmed. Illuminati confirmed. Um, and so, uh, you know, if, if you know me and like, I'm, I think of, I keep thinking of Katie head, keep thinking of Katie. 
Hmm. She would be someone like that who, cause she was raised so differently from me. And she would point things out like that. Just like that. I would say something that felt mm-hmm. flippant to me. Like it was just, ah, no nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's just being silly. And she'd be like, you know, that that's whatever. And she would like, just as fast as you could think mm-hmm. and all out of love and never done and harshly. And gave you insight into yeah, it. Yeah, gave like, me an a, a door into it. Now the person in my life like that is Hatisha. Oh, Hatisha yeah. just like exposes that to me over and over again in, a, in like an amazing and loving way that I'm completely blind to because I've never experienced it. And mm-hmm. they only know it because they've known people who struggled like in bad demonic witchcraft stuff. Mm-hmm. But here I am thinking witchcraft is like, it's hocus pocus and you get a funny little crock pot at Target because it's there. And That's you one will. thing that like growing up in the South, uh, I mean, some of it was too far and like, you know, but I really got a good like, oh, no, that's, that's, you, you don't, you, you just, you right. don't mess with that stuff. Well, uh, that, this Christmas, this Halloween was the first time I've ever thought that. Mm. I was walking around on Halloween going, what are we doing? Like mm. we're exposing our kids to these things that are like legit satanic, like it's making like a satanic ritual into a Barbie so your kid can go play with it. Do we call it Harvest Festival now? I'm trunk or treat harvest <laughs> festival. Here we come. If you get that joke, I hope you do. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I do want to wrap this up. It is going to be longer than normal, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that there's so much to say for what the act of that looked like, because it wasn't us deconstructing our faith because we're a bunch of ding dongs mm-hmm. who don't love Jesus. It wasn't that it was losing the scaffolding. And losing the fact that we were also someone else's scaffolding mm. that, that you don't see it at the time, but all of a sudden you're like, you are listless, not listless. You have no, you have no boundary. There's somehow the boundary is gone now because you don't have someone like Kyle to point this thing out or Nick to point that out or Dustin to say, but did you see it that way? Or Alex to say, oh, I know. And I walked that too. Or Jesse to say like that. I mean, think of the hundreds of people. From, I mean, we still yeah. see some of them at the church now that some of them lived in Maple Valley, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just weird, like, mm-hmm. or not weird. My, one of my uh, mentors says isolation is the enemy of excellence, right? Mm. So when like the church broke up, what happened? Mm. Literally God's people were scattered. Mm-hmm. You know, even saying that sounds like too Christianese or whatnot, but it's like, oh, the people that went to the church were scattered. Right. Isolation. Mm-hmm. So that's the enemy of spiritual growth, spiritual mm-hmm. protection, spiritual, I don't know, whatever you want to call right. it. Um, and that really, that happened to us right, for eight years. Right. You know what I'm saying? So what else? I don't know. What else are you going to say? So it's like, again, um, hmm, this is, maybe it feels like a complete right turn of, what we've been talking about. If it does, get over it. Ugh, well, it's 2022. No, you know, I mean, the podcast is, well, like six years old. So if you followed us for any time of, you know, you've heard a zillion cuss words and a, like everything is whatever, you know, stupid or cynical or this or that or, or whatnot. But it is, again, it's the journey. If, if anything, we are sharing our experience with it, you know, and this I will is- apologize for all the, the profanity. As Aaron Walker said, why so much profanity? Yeah. Oh, and I will say, I want to say thank you to the people who actually reached out and said, hey, guys, I don't really think that that's who you are. Mm. Like, you guys are cussing, 
And, you know, and it's been really cool. Like we've had a really great conversations like with Steven Plett and mm -hmm. stuff about it, where it's like, it, it gave us the opportunity to think through like, is that really how we are? Is that who we are? Is that what we want to do? And, but I think Aaron Walker's comment, do you talk to your children that way? Mm. I was like, no, not at all. No. We do not say the F word in our home. Uh, and we don't yeah. allow our children to talk that way. And he's like, well, then what are you doing? You mm -hmm. know, that was like a, that, and that again, you see what's happening is these are, we are bringing those points of light back to us. Now our church community in air quotes is Aaron Walker, Stephen Plett, Hatisha. It's all over the U.S. It's Paul, it's Robin, it's, you know, it's, it's our, it's Callie and Cassie and, and it's amazing. And we've created, now we've, we've made it virtually. Um, but, but see, I, mean, I don't know. I just want to really point out that it didn't take many points of light to help redirect and correct our hearts. Oh, it just took one person saying, Hey, I don't think this well, is the best for you. It's a, it's a, a culmination of a lot of people saying that not, it, it just wasn't one person. You see what I'm saying? Like for me and like my path back, it was like coming from every angle, which was bonkers. I, I'm not saying, so yes, I think you're saying something slightly different. I am saying it takes one person reaching out. Mm. There was, um, God is so good that he, I say this all the time and I said it at the women's event down in California. I have been a total a-hole to God and he blesses me still. Mm -hmm. So I decided, hey, maybe I should stop being a total a-hole to the person, the entity, the not person, but the thing, whatever God is, the Lord, who is blessing me. Maybe mm -hmm. I should stop treating the Why Lord. Why don't you stop being an a-hole and be an m-hole? That's gross. I don't know. A mouth. Oh. A mouthpiece for no, God. No, <laughs> not that. But <laughs> I wish you hadn't said that. If I could control all Z that one oh, out of there, I would. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, it just wasn't <laughs> not right. But anyway, um, but that, it. That is funny. I think that God works through a lot of people. So God worked through a lot of people and has been working. And God has surrounded us. No joke. Pretty much all of our friends are like on this journey as well. They're helping us. They're, they're praying for us. We have so many people pray for us. It's, I want to say ridiculous, but it's not. It's amazing. Right. The amount of people that tell us, I am praying for you. I've been praying for you. I've been praying for you for four years about this thing. I've mm. been praying that you stop swearing on your show. Mm. Your mom even said, it's an answer to my prayers. Mm. Like it's, God is using people to help us stay lifted up and all of that thing. But then it just takes one person to reach out and say, Hey, why are you swearing so much? Do you talk to your kids like that? You see what so I mean? So the person that called me and you don't have to say his name again. I already said like a hundred times. Well, anyway, uh, like successful. Big A. Yeah. Millionaire retired. Friends with Dave Ramsey. He's, he's a lot. Right. And he took the time. He was on his boat. Like I, I called him and he had to like Talk pow, like power him. down his boat because he was bass fishing, right? Talk like him. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, and he took the time. So the point in that is, is like he took the time because I've, I've taken a minute to get to know him. So we have a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And took the time to be like, hey, hey, man. Hey, man. To just I, I'm, I'm asking a question. I'm, I'm not mad. I, I'm doing this because I care about you. Tell me about that. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. And he just asked questions. 
It's like I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and sometimes we do this as therapists. You ask why five times. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like my marriage. Why? Well, because he's stupid. Why do you think he's stupid? You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then you just go, why, 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 why? And then you finally get to the thing below the thing. Yeah. He asked those kind of questions. And you want to know what I said? I didn't have a good answer. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know. We just, we get passionate about stuff and it's like this. And he's like, well, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't talk to your kids like that, do you? I was like, no. He asked why? Well, because it's not appropriate. Well, you can speak to tens of thousands of people that way mm-hmm. then and just kept on asking why. And I wasn't hurt feelings. I wasn't offended. I wasn't anything other than thankful. Thankful. Right. And it's not like I stopped saying the F word. I'd say it still, but it was like to say it less on, on the show right. kind of thing. I don't care if you cuz, it doesn't matter. But just the, right. Just, it's just the whole yeah. thing about it. And so if you get in, so I have known him a year and a half with weekly meetings a year and a half. So I want to break that down. Right. So, oh, I, I started that conversation by joining his mastermind. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, okay, growth mindset. Let's do this. Let's get around other people, proximity principle, all this stuff. Put in the time. And then he knew me because I put in the time mm-hmm. and he knew me. And he was like, oh, I'm going to ask him different questions than I asked Johnny over here, which mm-hmm. I've known for a year and a half as well. And so what does that say? It's like, oh, when you put yourself in community like that, mm-hmm. then it actually helps you grow and helps you become a solid man or woman of asking, hey, what? I see you drinking all the time. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just take the edge off. It's just cool. Yeah, I know. But every time I see you, you are. Why? Well, I don't know. I'm just kind of used to it. Well, tell me more about that. And then you go, why, 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 why? And you're like, actually, I can't stop and I'm having a really hard time mm-hmm. because I can't get over who knows what, the right. way my dad treated me or something Losing like that. Losing my job in COVID. You or, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, we've had enough dinners together, you know, in community group and stuff like that. And the way that you speak to your husband, mm-hmm. it seems like you're always just like cutting him off and mm-hmm. doing this. Why? Well, he's a jerk. Anybody would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen him. He's not not really a jerk. Sure, we say mean things. And you go, why, why, why? Oh, you know what? That's what was modeled for my dad. And it reminds me of my dad. And he hurt me. And I I hate that. I'm never going to do that again. So that's why I have to defend myself. Uh, Does that... Do you think you just meet somebody off off of, you know, 9th and Broadway in Tacoma and they go, oh, this, this, and this? No, they have no idea who you are because you you don't have that relationship, right? Right. So what we're saying is, I don't even know what I'm saying. I (laughs) I do know what I'm saying. The power of community, badasshusband.com or women's group coaching, by the way, gives you the ability to do this. Do you think that we're just talking about, you know, guns and like, beer on our mastermind I calls. I love that because you just had a happy hour where all you did was talk about guns and drink beer. So that was hilarious. Okay. So caveat, <laughs> that was a, a once a month thing where literally we were just like, it was, it was so much fun. It was like, we were at a restaurant bar just, <laughs> but you had all the, your guns out. <laughs> it, it was, it was awesome. It was dudes. Being it dude. sounds amazing. It was but I, I want to like kind of pull it back around to what you're saying is that especially where we live. So we live in Seattle. It's extremely liberal out here. Extremely liberal. Stop it. To the point where like people are appalled and offended that I shouldn't magically know the pronouns of someone who's dressed like a rabbit. 
like, I don't know what your pronoun is. And then if I say the wrong thing, or if I don't know what transgender fluid, neutral, whatever means, then I'm, then I'm the a-hole when you're dressed like a rabbit. Right. So we live in a place that is so in a way, so opposite of what we're explaining right now. I could never walk up to the, someone dressed like a rabbit and say, you know, it might be causing you a little bit of problem to be dressed like an animal and want to be called this other pronoun because people don't know what you are and that's confusing, right? So you can't get that feedback or give it in this climate where we live in this city. But in a church setting, in a community of believers, you can get that and more. You can get, hey, I see that you're struggling with this thing and maybe there's more to that. And since I've known you for eight years, I can, I can trust this person and we can talk about this. I mean, I've done this with, I can, I'm literally thinking of moments right now mm-hmm. with one of our friends and saying this about the person that she was married to at the time who was very bad to her and, and having these really hard conversations be like, Hey, I see how he's treating you. But in other, in every other context, you couldn't do that. You would be right. It would, it just doesn't even make sense. And so again, to be, to have that community of these points of light, these helpful um, boundary creating and maintaining and loving humans. Again, they're all flawed. We're all, we're all people. We all mess up and whatever. But to have that entire community taken out, just pulled out from under our feet, of course that has ramifications in a million different ways. And so as we walked through that and prayed together less, because we had no incentive to pray together. There wasn't a church service to go to. We felt uh, hurt by the idea of having to go to someplace else where all of a sudden we're strangers. And I used to lead thousands of people every single week in worship. And now I'm just sitting in the thing and I don't know their songs because it's a different church. And then the music, like all these things. You can't even imagine the complexity of what that is like to have it taken away. And so again, we want to we want to really lay the foundation and and allow people to think of it complexly. So again, you're hearing our journey, but if this is something that you even remotely walked through, we want you to know that we also know what that feels like, and we know how complicated it is, and how how sometimes you just feel awful. Like, am I a jerk because I won't go? Am I a like a I'm judgy and like well, I, you know, I know that I was. Yeah. I can't speak for you, but I was cynical and judgy and just a miserable F. Right. Well, it was really hard. I didn't want to go to church because I knew that you would be that way when we would leave. <laughs> you would just complain about it when we went and you've never been an unkind person. But one of the funniest things that I've ever told you, and we had a really good laugh about this. We tried to go to a church and the kids didn't want to go to the kids church because they didn't know anybody, you know? And I was just like trying to get the kids and ring on them. And I wrote down as like, church is the perfect place to yell at the kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> It was pretty funny. Yeah. But, but it's real. So this is the longest podcast ever. You should definitely put it in two. So we got to go. I don't know if I'm going to put it into two. So you can listen to an hour and a half. If I can listen to a three-hour podcast from Andrew Huberman, you're fine. Um, you can pause it and listen to the rest later if need be. But right. um, So next time on the show, we are going to be talking about how we're changing it now. What mm. are we doing now? How are we reintroducing prayer and, you know all of these things that we've had no real strong framework for over the last eight years. And what does that look like and how do we navigate it? So that is what we're going to be talking about next week. Thank you for hanging in there. Love y'all. Peace. Yeah. If you got any questions. No, I said peace already.
nope, I'm, I'm giving another call to action. If you have any questions, send them to hello at anatomyofus.com. And also go check out High Performance Marriage Coaching. Go check out uh, badasshusband.com. And also check out Women's Group Coaching. Change your 2023 for the better because we are. We're going in a different direction. And I'm super stoked, super excited about it. And I want you to be a part of the group. So love you guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reba Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. Bye.